guys welcome back to season three of vibing in valentino i cannot believe we are in our third season it's only just been like what like a little over a year like a year and a half of me doing these podcasts and i feel like i have grown so much in doing them and i have just really improved the quality of how i do things by leaps and bounds and also thank you guys for all the downloads all the listens for tuning in with every single friday i am so so appreciative of it and i have to tell you that season three we have a lot of amazing guests lined up and i can't wait to share them all with you guys this conversation i have to preface like i ask our guest a lot about her fitness tips and tricks and her routine and i think it's just so important that as personal trainers and as experts that we're always willing to learn and see how other people do their it's just it's so interesting to see how different things work for different people and you'll see in a later episode in the season i also interview a personal trainer from iceland and her routine and her preferences for the gym is completely different from mine and i think it's just nice to hear about other trainers like everybody is a student their entire life you know if we're not learning continuously then we are stalling ourselves and we are regressing so I'm always looking for pointers and tips from other trainers as well and see how they're doing it. So yeah, I just wanted to preface that before the conversation started because I do grill her about her fitness tips and tricks, okay? Before we get into the conversation, you guys know the drill. Every single week, it's our weekly weakness time. So my favorite thing right now, I would have to say is doing these morning meditations i wake up and to me it's still really hard for me to not wake up and look at my phone being that that's where my alarm clock is (laughs) so i have to automatically look at my phone to turn the alarm clock off and then you know right away you see all these notifications and then it just it's hard to like turn your alarm off and put your phone down but I'm working on it, but I do do these guided meditations every single morning, and um, I have a channel, I think it's just called Guided Meditations on YouTube, and I'll just go on there and I'll pick out like a morning meditation every single morning, and just for like 10 to 15 minutes, follow that meditation, and it really, guys, I'm telling you, being back home has been kind of trying on like my mental health a little bit, just because it's like such a huge change and you know kind of like the little oddball back home but I would never change myself for anybody so you know I'd rather be uncomfortable being the oddball and then have to conform so um yeah so it's like a little bit of a weird dynamic sometimes and so doing something mindful in the morning and something positive in the morning helps me deal and helps me navigate you know the rest of the day way better and i really suggest that you guys do that especially you know my american listeners i know you guys are going through some trying times um and i just i think this will really help you out before we get into the rest of the show i just wanted to remind you that you guys can purchase my eight-week workout program vibing strong or my goodie bag set, which is a set of heavy booty bands and a set of core sliders 
these things really really burn i promise you and my eight-week workout program is something that i entirely like believe in that's all available on my website vibinginmalentino.com the core sliders and bands if you guys don't know how to use them i have videos up on my fitness instagram body by vibing co showing you like all types of moves you can do with them and i promise you they are so so effective so go check out my website vibing and valentino go check out my diet and fitness instagram body by vibing co for all the wellness diet hacks fitness tips and tricks i have like a slim thick gym tip instagram post up there right now just little pointers on how you guys can get that hourglass bod in the gym okay enough of my spiel let's get right into our conversation with our guest of the week our guest this week has really made a mark for herself in the fitness world a space that is so saturated she is a personal trainer certified with nsca and nasm and she is also a certified spin instructor her youtube channel body by gia has over 50 million views and over 600,000 subscribers amazing gia Fay, welcome to vibing in valentino Thank you, Nicole, so much for just choosing me to want to have this boss babe type of conversation. This is always great to inspire other women to just think about things that they may be aspiring to do. Yeah, thank you so much for agreeing to come on. I mean, I found you on YouTube and I felt like your journey is so inspiring. And what really stood out to me was that the majority of your videos, not the majority, but a good amount of your videos are um, in Spanish. And I found that so interesting because I don't see a lot of that on YouTube and you are so involved in making, you know, that community so much healthier and so much more inspired to live a healthier life. It's very, very um, commendable what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it definitely has been an amazing journey to be able to not just inspire women, but inspire my Latino community because mm-hmm. I feel like they are the ones that are the most in need. There's so much content in English for, you know, English speaking people right. and our community that has the higher amounts of, you know, higher numbers of diabetes, high blood pressure. You know, I just know from my upbringing, my parents that came from Mexico, they were feeding us McDonald's when I was a kid, which wow. is why I kind of grew up chubby because they didn't know any better. You know, they weren't educated. For them, it was just more survival. What's the cheapest thing I can give them to to fill their stomachs? So just like my upbringing and like the way that I was raised was definitely uh, an inspiration to do it to, to the Latinos. Yeah. I know we're going to get into your personal fitness journey a little bit more in just a few minutes. But first, can you just tell us about yourself, you know, where you're from, all the basics? Yeah, so I am from Los Angeles. I was born and raised here in California. Um, My parents are immigrants from Mexico. And I basically have grown up in sports and fitness. I was a soccer player uh, for 17 years. And in college, I was injured and started getting into fitness. And now my business is all around basically fitness, health, lifestyle. And I just continue to expand my business. I guess it's it's always been my dream to 
be able to have my own company and be able to inspire other women to to do the same. We're in a very, you know, interesting time right now where mm-hmm. women can have their own business now. Yeah. So it's pretty exciting. Yeah. <laughs> and you've really leveraged um, the online space to your advantage. And I, I find that so inspiring because people think that making it big in the online space is so easy. I think just because they see the end result of it and they don't see how much work goes behind it, you know? Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's why when friends, you know, I have friends all the time, just people like, oh, will you post this? Will you share this? It's just like, oh, it's it's not that easy. You know, I've I've spent so much time building my presence that, you know, people kind of take it for granted and they do think that it's easy. And I mean, really, the the truth is about maybe one to two percent really make it a career. Yeah. You know, where it's where it's more than just one viral video. Right. You know, some someone that can actually do it consistently, I think, takes a lot of discipline. And just like in fitness, not everyone has the discipline or else everyone would have a six pack. Right. <laughs> I think that it takes it takes a lot of discipline and consistency to create a platform for yourself that will be long lasting and will be able to continue to expand and and actually make a good living off of it. Yeah, I know. And I think that we are so inundated with seeing online success that we don't realize that this is just the 1% that do make it. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. Okay, let's go back to your fitness journey. Can you tell us about how you started it? Like, what was the turning point for you to decide for yourself to start this path? Uh, well, my, the turning point to start a fitness journey was after soccer. Okay. Um, I had been, you know, I was chubby, but I was athletic. Mm-hmm. So it really didn't become as important to me as until I stopped playing because of my injury. And it was my first year in college. I had gained so much weight just from eating out, drinking beer, yeah. you know, just being, the you know, your freshman lifestyle. 15. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Freshman 15 for me was freshman 30. Uh-huh. So yep. it, was, um, it wasn't until I really hit a rock bottom with that where I realized I didn't love myself. I wasn't happy with the way I looked. Um You know, and that kind of started to, you know, it just changed my, it changed the way that I looked at myself and I had more body image issues, which I always kind of had them growing up. I was always curvier. Mm -hmm. So I always kind of had them as an underlining in my self-esteem, even though I portrayed to be very confident, I really had a lot of self-esteem issues because of that. And so finally hitting a rock bottom is always the best thing. I always think a rock bottom is a gift. Yeah. It is a wonderful place to be because you can only go up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, so after that, I just started to try different different workouts and I eventually fell in love with spinning. Uh, I had some great success with that, which allowed me to start teaching spin. And I fell in love with just helping others through that same struggle because I understood the desperation. I understood right. the self-hate. I understood the the body image issues. And so when I was starting to help other people, it was crazy that that made me feel better about my own situation because I felt not alone, right. you know? And that fitness journey continued even after college. I really didn't know what I was gonna do after college. So I started personal training because I had been teaching spinning in mm-hmm. college. And personal training 
again, I just started to connect with other curvy Latina women that were going through the same struggles. And personal training became eventually a hobby and now a career because I've been a personal trainer now 15 years. Mm -hmm. And my online business started eight years ago. So, it, wow. you know, my love, my love for fitness and helping other people started not on the spotlight. You know, it wasn't yeah. about being famous. It wasn't about any of that. It was just really like, how can I help other women? Because I know what it feels like. And when you go through something so hard, all you want to do is help other people through that same situation. Yeah. And so my fitness journey is something I will probably always be on. You know, even now in my 30s, you know, my your weight fluctuates because of hormones right. so it's like constantly working on discipline it's constantly accepting your new body every right. year and just doing the best to be the best self yeah you and, know? and you know i think people um assume that just because you are a fitness expert and you're a personal trainer that you don't have any of those days where you're like oh, fuck, I'm, like, bloated today. Like, I think they assume <laughs> yeah. that you're always feeling great about your body, and that's not yes. always the case, right? Exactly. And people don't understand. I'm a woman just like everyone else. I have hormones yep. that make you crave chocolate. And even when I did gain some weight after starting my YouTube channel, people were really mean. They are oh like, my God. how dare you gain weight? You know, you're supposed to be a trainer, and why are you even on YouTube anymore? And yeah. I had to overlook that. I yeah. kind of had to – I talked about my story. I would make videos on, hey, guys, I'm not perfect either. Yeah. I've gained weight, but this is a new chance for me to restart my fitness journey, regain my discipline. And the people that really love you will stick with you. And, yeah. and they also love you because they're like, wow, she's a normal human being just like me. Yeah. <laughs> We're 100%. not, you know, they think personal trainers, you know, even around my friends. Like, I remember in the past just going to dinner and if you have a piece of bread, it's like, they're You're like, personal trainer. The You're yeah. supposed to be perfect. Exactly. <laughs> and it's so not the case. We're all humans. We're all human beings. And I think that me learning to be more vulnerable and authentic with people has gained my respect with them because I don't lie to them about it. It's just like, hey, this is what I'm going through. You know, after relationship issues too, I, you know, I gained weight because of my hormones, my emotional eating. And yeah. And that's completely normal. It doesn't mean I don't know how to lose weight and build muscle because I was, you know, I got certified so many different things in that. It just means, hey, I'm human and I'm allowed to mis have mistakes as well. And, and I honestly don't consider it a mistake. I think your fitness journey, especially for a woman, is going, going to go up and down. Mm -hmm. There's never going to be a weight loss decline that goes straight down. It's, yeah. a, it's an up and down journey. And you realize that you are exactly where you're supposed to be in every single part of that journey because every single mistake and downfall is teaching you something to move forward. Yeah. You know, so when you start to look at even, you know, when you do gain 10 pounds or 20 pounds or, you know, when women have babies and gain 70 pounds, yeah. like, it's okay. It doesn't mean you're worthless. It doesn't mean you're horrible. It doesn't mean you're ugly. It just means this is where you're at today yeah. and you can pick yourself up and be better every single day with the choices that you make. Right, right. It's a constant journey. And it's like yes. you said, like the journey never ends and it's never a smooth journey. It's like you, exactly. <laughs> you can't take for granted that just because you stuck with it for two weeks that you're not going to fall off on the third week. And when you exactly. do, it's not about staying off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's about, about how many yourself. times... 
And it's about how many times you can pick yourself back up. Exactly. Because I know even even with my personal clients, I've met personal clients that are so unmotivated. They're like, I don't know if I can even do this. I always quit. Mm -hmm. And I just tell them, like, it doesn't matter how many times you fall off the wagon. Can you get back up? That's yeah. the most important time, the most important thing. And every time you get back up, you're building this spiritual muscle that's going to get stronger and stronger. And that pickup will be faster and faster. Yeah so many people need to hear that because they get so discouraged when they do one thing wrong and I think our culture especially in America we're very all or nothing it's very yes. like we're oh my either gosh, yes. and I hate that it's either like we're so strict that the minute we take a bite of cake we're like fuck it give me the whole thing <laughs> you know exactly. we never are exactly. able to find that medium ground and I don't know where that comes from Mm -hmm. but it's such a dangerous mindset to have. Well, it definitely comes from a lot of the influencers we've had before social media influencers, mm -hmm. which are Hollywood celebrities. Mm -hmm. You know, they kind of go all or all or all or nothing. Yeah. You know, Beyonce and her crazy master clan. Oh my and, God. You know, it's just, it's the way we've been brought up. I mean, I remember magazines growing up when we had magazines, yeah. it was like, how to lose weight, you know, eat a thousand calories. It's yeah. like, you can't sustain that. It's yeah. literally impossible to sustain that. Yeah. So we've just been programmed to go all or, all or nothing. And what I've taught people is just do the best that you can, make small changes every single week, and mm. those small changes eventually become big results. Yeah. That's the, only, that's the thing to keep in mind. You don't have to go zero to 100. Exactly. You can't go, and you can't. And the thing is, you can't go from eating hamburgers to broccoli yeah. overnight. You just can't. <laughs> it's like, why are you going to set yourself up for failure? Yeah. Like, it's impossible. <laughs> but what you can do is stop drinking that soda with the hamburger for the week. You right. know? Right. And then the next week, make it a turkey burger. Right. You know? And then the next week, it's just make it gluten-free bread with the turkey yeah. burger. It's just making those little steps towards your goal yeah. versus away from your goals yeah yeah so important so mm -hmm. you mentioned earlier that you made it a point to really be there for the latino community um and i know this question is not you know what i gave you beforehand and i don't want to throw it right at you but i really do feel like this is the best opportunity to learn um how can we as fitness experts or even listeners to the podcast make fitness more accessible to these communities these communities that need it most but seem like they have the least amount of access to it well i think that the only way to make it more accessible is for all of us to tell our fitness journey and mm. to tell our fitness story and whoever your tribe is per yeah. se are going to hear it and and listen yeah. but the most important thing to make it more accessible is you can't be fake about it you can't yeah. be you know I lost 20 pounds in a month it's mm -hmm. like no you did it it took you months to do that yeah. you know so I think authenticity being honest um, and just sharing yeah. you know sharing this sharing your own journey and even if it's to five people those five people now have access to inspiration and a guide Mm -hmm. and support yeah and at the end of the day fitness journeys that's what they are you just you need support you cannot do it by yourself right it's impossible to do it by yourself right and you need to you need to see examples of people close to you that have done it 
Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. And there's like percentages. They're saying like if somebody else that you know has accomplished something, there's a percentage that you're more likely to accomplish it because you can believe that it's possible. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, if you don't believe it's possible, then really it's never going to be possible. And it's, you know, I, I talk a lot about mental health now yeah. because a lot of the decisions that we make have to do with our mental health and our mental health has to do with our psychology. What are the thoughts that we're repeating to ourselves every single day? Mm-hmm. Is it I'm fat, I'm supposed to be like this forever? Or is it I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be and I'm doing the best that I can today? Yeah. Those words and the psychology that you're telling yourself over and over every day are going to dictate your decisions, which then become your habits, which then become your reality. Your yeah. habits are your reality. Right. So for sure, I think that people need to change the way that they think. And that's kind of my motto in my business mm-hmm. is change more than your body. Right. Because if you don't change your mind, you will never be able to change your body. And if you don't change the mechanics of your body, meaning if you don't put it in motion, mm-hmm. if you don't activate, you know, certain hormones, your mind isn't going to change either. Yeah. So you have to change both in order to achieve fitness success or just health in general. Mm-hmm. That's so important to make it more than just changing your body. When you change your mindset, that's when you're setting yourself up for long-term success. Exactly. Yes. And I I always say, too, shallow desire creates shallow effort. And I know just from working with people in Hollywood, when I first started in personal training, I was training people in Hollywood. And the people that were just trying to look good for camera Uh or look good in a bikini, those people people always gave up. They were never long-lasting. But when I sat in front of a mother that was trying to live healthier so she can live longer for her children and and lead a good example and be a better wife mm-hmm. those are the women that would stick through a 12-month program with me. yeah because they're fighting for something bigger than just yes looking good maybe even you know the perfect example of this is the bride to be before her wedding yes exactly yeah they're so determined to look great in that dress because those pictures you will remember forever. Yeah, exactly. And then what happens after the honeymoon? They're like disappeared. Exactly. <laughs> and unfortunately, that's the thing. It was just for shallow desire yeah. versus I want to be healthier because I'm going to be, you know, married. And, you know, being married, I've been married. And I mean, until until you really want to focus on yourself and yeah. being a better version of yourself, yeah. you cannot possibly love someone else. Right. You have to start with loving yourself. You have to start with valuing yourself because the way that you treat yourself is the way that you're going to treat other people. Yes. And I've seen it. I've seen it with marriages where they get married, they lose weight, and then mm-hmm. they gain a bunch of weight, and now they have self-esteem issues. Yeah. They're they're very argumentative yep. and. And it's just a very vicious cycle. I yeah. think anything starts with self-love. Yeah. Either your career, your relationships, everything starts with self-love. And self-love isn't something that's going to be perfect. Right. You know, it's self-love is also part of the fitness journey. It's also a journey. It's something where you become aware that you aren't loving yourself. You become aware that you're not treating the you're not treating mm-hmm. yourself the way you would treat somebody that you love yeah and so self-love becomes another journey you know there's yeah. so many journeys that we're constantly on and the universe kind of shows us in different times of, in our life mm-hmm. and I believe that the universe is created so perfectly you know I, I believe in God and I yes. believe that 
he makes no mistakes. And right. if there, he allows mistakes, it's because he's doing it for our good. Right. And the universe is on our side. Yeah. And, and it's perfectly made for us to be here. And the more that we believe that, again, that goes back to our mental health, that goes back to our psychology. Yes. We have to believe that. Yeah. Because if not, we're going to be worried. We're going to try to, you know, control things. We're mm-hmm. going to try to force things. And none of that ever works out. Exactly. And I know this from personal experience because I've done that. Yeah. I definitely made a lot of mistakes in my life. And now in my 30s, I'm just trying to not repeat the same mistakes as my 20s. Right. I think that once you stay connected to um, self-love and that kind of source of love and energy that is universal, I think that that's when you realize how worthy you are and deserving you are of better. And that's when you treat yourself better. But not only that, but that's when you start to draw the line between the treatment that you're willing to accept, whether it's from your job or your partner or your friends mm-hmm. or your family that all goes into this the same journey exactly mm-hmm. yeah and then just learning also to have compassion towards these people that yeah. at work or in relationships you know having compassion and understanding that maybe that was you five years ago yeah maybe that was you 10 years ago yes and not allowing it but having compassion because you need to still have compassion so that your own heart is in a good place right you know and and also yeah and being able to forgive other people for not being perfect either because you're not perfect and that's how you know you're on a good self-love journey yeah when you have compassion towards others that means you are having compassion towards yourself yeah yeah so that's always a really great reflection if you're being judgy and if you're being negative to somebody else that's probably the same way you treat yourself Mm. and that's something that you need to wake up from and realize oh wait how can i work on myself versus sitting here and judging somebody else for not being perfect i love that you incorporate honestly the spirituality and the mental and psychological um aspects to this this journey and you don't really even call it a fitness journey you call it a self-love journey yes absolutely is that how you manage to i guess stand out in such a saturated space because I feel like nowadays this fitness field, especially online, is booming. It's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is this how you've managed to stand out and and really connect to your audience? I think honestly from the feedback I've had from just television interviews and clients and, you know, online followers, mm-hmm. I do feel that that did make me stand out because I had to come from a place of self-love. It, it started for, I stand out more because I came from a place of authenticity okay. and I said, Hey, yeah. I'm curvy. Yes. I've learned to love myself. This is how I've done it. And I also understand fitness deeper than what a lot of these fake online fitness trainers are. And, yeah. and you know, I, I know one of the questions is how do you think it affects, you know, the, the world of fitness, yes. digital and online? Yes. There's a lot of social media dangers because there's a lot of fitness models out there that have no idea what they're doing. Right. And they're just kind of telling people do squats every day and eat a thousand calories. Yeah. And I think that that's why those people don't stand out. It's not authentic. And they don't understand the foundation of fitness. When you right. really understand that everything is energy, it's not just the physical world. It's not just here, eat this, exercise like this. 
Mm-hmm. Your body is a spiritual body. Every part of yourself is light. And so when you really go deeper in the fitness, in the fitness elements, mm-hmm. you realize that fitness is way more than just Physical. food and diet. Yeah. Exactly. And I had to experience that myself because I got to a place where I was fit because of exercise and nutrition. Mm-hmm. And I was still unhappy. I was still depressed. I was you know, I didn't love myself. Yeah. And that's when I started to realize there is more. There's more than just the, the uh, what is it, the uh, tangible things mm-hmm. where we can see, you know, exercise yeah. and food we can see. But when I started to get more into the mental health of it, the energy part of it, the spirituality, I do share a lot of that. And I do get feedback from my community that I'm one of the few, tra- well, I, I, they, you know, to them, I'm the only trainer that talks about mental health yeah. when it comes to fitness. Yeah. I'm the only one that really shares that with people. And I think that that's what really helped me stand out. And even when I get interviewed for television, it's always that. It's just, how did you learn to love yourself? And I'm yeah. always sharing the message of, I worked on my meditation, which is, you know, the mental health. What are you repeating to yourself daily? What are your daily mm-hmm. beliefs? Mm-hmm. And I didn't come from I didn't come from a positive family either. Yeah. So I had to work really hard. Just like you train your muscles every day, you have to train your mind in the morning specifically because your your mind is in like a theta state, so mm-hmm. it's easy to program in the morning. Yeah. So in the morning doing like positive affirmations, you know, I love myself, I am enough. I am part of this beautiful universe, yeah. you know, I am, I am just all these positive I am statements right. really are powerful and they will show up throughout the rest of the day. And if you're waking up in a negative state, I mean, that's normal. Most people do that. And yeah. so it takes muscle, spiritual muscle now, because this isn't something you can go lift a weight to do. Mm-hmm. You have to literally sit yeah. and, and out loud speak these positive affirmations. So standing out I think for sure it was it was that it was my messaging um but I also think that I focused on the need and the niche that Mm -hmm. was drawn to me I was very aware of Latina curvy women following me yeah (laughs) so and I realized that I didn't have a regular trainer body my body wasn't a six-pack I don't Mm -hmm. have a six-pack I don't have all these like you know hyper muscular body yeah which there's nothing wrong with that but I just didn't want that for myself right and so I think that that also helped me stand out in such a saturated market because everybody is pretty skinny and very hypermuscular. And right. when people look at me, they kind of know she is attainable. Right. I don't I can't even follow fitness trainers that are like that because it makes me feel unmotivated because yeah. I know I will never look like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You know, so I think the authenticity and the messaging for sure did help me stand out in the platforms that I'm that I'm now currently on which is basically all of them Facebook yeah. Instagram YouTube I just hit a million on Facebook which was so exciting oh my god congratulations <laughs> yeah. yeah thank you yeah and that's a whole nother different community and the thing is that all the platforms have different communities similar really? to the same Latinos it's Latinos but you know Facebook is more married moms okay. you know um, Instagram is more like the millennial yep. younger Latinos and Uh then YouTube is a combination of both okay so So you you... have to learn to talk to them differently got it that was gonna be my next question have you altered your content based on these different platforms 
Yes, I do alter it, but it always has the same messaging. Okay. You just kind of like on Instagram, it's more one-liners that are going to be powerful. Okay. Facebook, I can actually share more. YouTube, I can actually give like a whole speech. Yeah. You know, they're actually there to listen. <laughs> yeah. So you do need to learn the platform because every platform, people do consume content very differently. That's very interesting. I think that is so key for anybody looking to grow an online brand via multiple yes. channels because i think mm -hmm. that some people just you know they they have that share button now so it just goes automatically one post goes to five different places you know twitter yeah. facebook youtube instagram and it's all the same content but how each audience group looks at that content they're they're going to value it very differently exactly so you have to take the time to create different different you know content for each platform but similar in the sense mm -hmm. of like it's still going to have the same you know uh messaging at least yeah how do you stay inspired to come up with new content so regularly honestly i'm inspired by my own daily struggles <laughs> you know i'm inspired by my yeah. body i'm inspired by my thoughts because that's what's always kind of led my content. Every time I share the way I'm feeling, I get, you know, 50, 100 people are like, oh, my God, I'm feeling the same way. Yeah. So I try to stay inspired by being very present. Mm -hmm. I'm very present to what am I going through right now? What could other people be going through right now? How it's relevant to the to the world right now, specifically with COVID, with gyms yeah. closed, yeah. Um, you know, with having to be at home more and wanting yeah. to snack more. You know, I went through that too. My at the beginning of COVID, I gained ten pounds. You yeah. know, and I shared it, and then I created a whole fitness journey or a whole fitness challenge that people joined me on. And now I lost the ten pounds. People are like, "Oh my God, you look amazing!" Mm -hmm. And and so I'm constantly inspired by my own personal struggles. And you know, I do I do like to read other fitness bloggers. You know, I have some great and you know very spiritual also they're all spiritual i don't really follow just like bodybuilder people right um, but i have other influencer friends that i have too and i kind of look at their struggles if i am feeling the need to you know to to find something outside of me for inspiration but i would say 80 percent of my content is inspired by my personal struggles my body and yeah, yeah just what i'm what i'm presently going through that's amazing. So do you plan out your content beforehand or do you kind of just go off of what you're feeling that day? I do plan out at least for the majority part, like what okay. it's going to be for that week. Mm -hmm. But it's again, according to what I'm going through. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it will be like that day I'm inspired by, you know, the other day I was thinking about how food is, yeah. is my enemy because I started to have these thoughts. You know, I had gained two pounds and I'm like, what the heck? I've been mm -hmm. eating good and I did have a couple bad meals. But so you, I, you know, I started to think like, food, I'm scared of it. And I was yeah. like, wait a minute, this is what you never want to do. Yeah. And so it was one day where I was inspired and I blogged about it. So sometimes I do go on the inspiration because I feel like I need to write about it right then and there. Yeah. But the majority, I do try to plan it out at least a week in advance, mm. sometimes even a month in advance if I'm going to be on a fitness challenge. Like yeah. when I did the fitness challenge after I gained 10 pounds, it was something that I planned out for 50 days in advance. You yeah. know, like, okay, I'm going to be journaling. This is what I'm going to do. This is the pictures I'm going to post. These are the live streams I'm going to do. Yeah. So I did have like a set schedule for those 50 days. Yeah. But I the majority, you know, it, it, you do kind of have to know what, what you're going to post that way it's kind of 
consecutive with the way they're following your journey because really that's what you're doing on social media is right. you're just telling your story right. <laughs> you right. know and you want it to kind of you know look at it in, in like if it was a book yeah you know what's the next chapter yeah that's so important and mm-hmm. I mean there's a level of strategy that goes with it but you always want to like at the very core of it maintain your authenticity absolutely yes and be flexible, you yeah. know, be flexible. Because like you said, you you can have a plan, but God may have a different plan. And so you have to be flexible with the changes. So because your platforms are, you know, so big and influential, how do you stay authentic while monetizing your platform and not make it seem like you're just pushing product or pushing sales? Well, the way that I stay authentic while monetizing, number one, is I only choose products that I would genuinely use. Mm-hmm. Like I've had to say no to some big brands yeah. like Pepsi and yeah. you know diff- just different brands that I would never drink or right. promote or right. you know and so I'm just very very conscious of what do I normally use already so that it does come off as authentic mm-hmm. and I try to limit you know I only have I really only post one to two brand deals a week okay. on Instagram and I try to just literally do it as authentic as I can and and that's just in the way that I speak it you know I guess because it you know I'm acting but you know in a sense because you know you have to deliver a message right but it's always something that I would normally do right you know I would normally promote this type of stuff I I love using this stuff and if I don't love using the product then I know it's going to come off as as fake yeah so it's really comes down to your messaging and and that all goes to like persuasive public speaking you know i've studied a lot of communications and i am i am a motivational speaker now as well like i've done that because of my youtube channel and you learn to speak you know because you're on television and those are kind of just live shots yeah so i've just learned how to be very good with delivering the message so i think it also takes a very powerful communicator to be able to stay authentic while monetizing yeah because there's a lot of people that monetize but you can tell right away it's fake like i mean there's so many girls like that and that's why those girls don't really last in the market um so i think it it takes a lot of skills that is what i studied as well when i was in university i did study communications okay got it so so that is something that not only is it a gift because i know it is a gift for myself too it's something god has placed in me to Mm -hmm. deliver very powerful messages but I also studied it. So you do want to learn to communicate. You know, there's like literally persuasive public speaking yeah. courses that you can take yeah. to be able to stay authentic and monetize something at the same time. See, that's something that I feel like people really ignore when it comes to monetizing their platform is how you frame the messaging. I think yes. they just they just think that, okay, they grow their platform up to a certain point. That's when they start getting the brand deals. They sign the brand deal, and then they post pictures or post videos, put the swipe up stories. And as long as it has all of the uh, required parts of it in there, they're doing their job. And it exactly. does not translate to sales that way. No, there's literally strategy. There's courses that you have to take in order to know what to say at the beginning how to build a rapport, how to build the, you know, then how to mention the features and then how to mention the reward. There's literally like a, a formula to deliver a message. Oh my God. And I see, I did not know it got that deep. 
That's crazy yeah. to me. <laughs> I'm obsessed with communication. I yeah. think it's it's the most amazing thing that God gives us. The it fact really that I is. can the yeah, the fact that I can deliver my thoughts through these sounds that are coming out of my mouth to somebody else. I mean, it's I'm pretty fascinated with communication. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, we're going to switch gears for a little bit and I am going to need some tips on booty building from you. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you're talking to Miss Booty Queen. Yes. So. <laughs> so can you give us some tips on how to achieve and maintain an hourglass figure? Because it's so it, it seems like it's very contradictory to get a very small waist and grow the glutes at the same time. Yes, it is very contradictory. And there's a lot of things out there. Like there's this 30 day squat challenge where people do squats every day. Yeah. Is to get an hourglass. Make your thighs bigger? No, it actually will make them smaller. And if you're, because if you're training a muscle, so you uh, have to understand the muscle mechanics to building muscles is you tear muscle fibers yeah. when you're working out. And it takes three days for the for them to repair, recover, and become stronger and bigger. Okay. So if you're working squats every single day, you're going to reduce the hips and the butt. It will <gasps> tone it. Like if you're looking to just tone, that's a great challenge. But if you're looking to create an hourglass figure, you're going to reduce that part of your body. And when you reduce the muscle, which is the largest muscles in your body, mm -hmm. you're going to slow down your metabolism. And when you slow down your metabolism, your body starts to retain more body fat around your waist. So to really get the hourglass figure, you first of all can never skip legs each week, but you only have to do it one to two times a week. And you have to do abs. Abs you can do up to every single day because we're using our ab muscles all the time anyway. Mm -hmm. And the third element to that would be your hormones, right? Your hormones are controlled by your sleep, your hormones are controlled by your stress, and your hormones are controlled by your food. So belly fat, there's there's so much, 99% of reducing belly fat has to do with your hormones. So ladies wow. and gentlemen that are listening, not sleeping is gonna create belly fat. Drinking yeah. too much alcohol is going to create belly fat. Not eating enough is going to fluctuate your hormones. So learning to eat at least three to four meals a day that are balanced in macros, which are proteins, fats, and carbs, mm -hmm. is going to help your body speed up your metabolism, use the food for energy so that your body's able to reduce the belly fat. But to only the only way to do it would be to, to really do those three elements, which is the hormone, controlling your hormones with those three, with the three things I mentioned, and then obviously resting your muscles and only working them two times a week. And if you really, really have a lot of body fat to lose, you have to incorporate cardio. Cardio would be like running, bicycle, things like that. Would but you, it's super important. But would, would you suggest fasted cardio or do you think that's just a fad? See, I, I think that that's just a fad. I do it sometimes, but only because... I like to switch up my body so my body doesn't know what it's getting, okay. right? The only way to not adapt is to switch your workouts up. Right. But fasting cardio for some people, some people that their bodies are not used to burning fat as soon as they wake up, a lot of times they'll just end up burning through muscle because you burn through glucose and it needs immediate source of energy, which is in your muscle. And it just, for a lot of people, it, it may work for some people but it may work it may not work for other people i think fasting cardio is more just something in our mind that we think okay we're working out on an empty stomach mm -hmm. and if you look at the science of it yes your insulin levels are lower mm -hmm. so you probably will burn some fat but the likeliness of you to work hard during that cardio workout is 
least is small to none because you have no food in your system. So if you're going to do like a light cardio, great. You can do maybe 30 minutes, go outside for a walk, you know, mm -hmm. maybe an incline walk so yeah. that you can really get your heart rate up. But if you put a meal in before that, you're going to work 10 times harder, which you're going to burn 10 times more calories. Got it. Do you think that we should, you, I know you said work abs every day, but mm -hmm. you're like, we shouldn't do heavy weights with abs, right? We should oh, just never. keep it light. Oh, that's another thing. Yes, that's another thing. So you have to think of your ab muscles. We all have a six pack under the belly fat. Yeah. <laughs> so the thing is that if you do ab exercises with heavy weights, you're only going to make those muscle fibers bigger. Okay. So whenever you want to make a smaller waist happen, a lot of the exercises are going to be body weight exercises with no weight. And if you do add a weight, it's going to be like a two to three pound weight. The only people that really do heavy weight ab muscles or ab like exercises are the, yeah, are the crossfitters. <laughs> but as, if you see the crossfitters, their, their, their bodies, bodies are very are boxy. Yeah. They're very boxy, yeah. you know, because they're building all those muscle fibers around your waist which is only going to make your waist bigger. Yeah. So you never want to do, that's a great question too, because I used to see that all the time in the gyms, women with, you know, a belly fat mm -hmm. doing heavy, heavy weights with those exercise, you know, the, the machines. Yeah. yeah and like, yeah. I wanted to say something, but you know, you never want to tell people they're doing something wrong. Right. Unless they ask for my help, then I give my help. Right. But I would see it all the time and it was just like, no, you're going to make it bigger. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And at the same time, do we always want to use heavy weights for the glutes? So that's another great question. I believe that, well, not even believe, I've seen it in the in the progress and the science that I've learned. When it comes to your glutes, starting the first three months without any weights is the best for you. Only because your, your lower back sometimes isn't strong enough. You have no core strength. Yeah. So what you end up doing with heavy weights at the beginning is you end up injuring yourself. And when you injure yourself, you can't do anything. Your lower back is your, like... It's your gold. Yeah. <laughs> your lower back is the most important thing you want to protect because right. trying to do anything with a lower back injury is awful. Yeah. So I always recommend people the first 90 days. This is why I did like a first 90 day booty uh, fitness guide. So mm -hmm. people just worked out at home or at the gym, but no weights. And every single day we're doing abs. And I mean five days a week max of abs and then the two days of, of leg days, right? And okay. then you throw in if you want a third day of upper body. Obviously, we always want to work our whole body, mm -hmm. um, but it's super important the first three months that you're starting a fitness journey. Don't start with weights, and then as you progress, you can start to add heavier weights because, yes, once eventually you add heavier weights, the glutes will get more volume. You'll be able to grow them more, uh, but you will grow them even without weight training. If you go from doing nothing yeah. to body weight exercises, you're going to get you're a booty. Still, yeah, you're still going to grow. Yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. still going to see those booty cheeks grow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, wait. You say like each session, do they have to be like an hour long? I mean, like how many? Oh, that's another <sighs> great question. Really? 10 minutes to start. Yeah. I always tell people, don't think about starting an Ironman. You know, yeah, yeah. don't think about like, oh my God, I have mm -hmm. to do an hour workout. If you're just starting, if you're just starting 10 minutes of a booty workout is going to be enough. And then every week you go up to 15 minutes and, yeah. and you'll see that you don't have to push yourself past it. Yeah. You will have to push yourself maybe the first couple of weeks to do 10 minutes because it's hard to get the body in motion if it's been doing nothing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. But you have to, you know, use the mental muscle that you have and do 10 minutes two times a week. 
Yeah. And then eventually it's 20 minutes or 15 minutes two times a week. Okay. And eventually the more that you program your body, remember the body is a computer. So you're programming it. Eventually your body's going to be like, yo, girl, get your booty up. I mm-hmm. need this workout. Yeah. You know, then it's not forcing it. So right. Much. Right. But at the beginning, if you can get up and overcome 10 minutes of your day, throw on a Body by Gia YouTube video mm-hmm. and get that booty workout yep. in, eventually it will become easier to get to the hour. The goal, yeah, eventually is an hour. But even me, I still sometimes do 30 minutes to 45 minutes because yeah. as you continue on your fitness journey, you have to constantly be switching it up. Right. So I won't always do an hour. Sometimes I'll just go hard for 30 minutes yeah. and then I'll throw in 30 minutes of cardio at the end. Another thing is really important too, if you do have a lot of belly fat or a lot of body fat to lose, you want to throw in the cardio at the end because your body burns more fat at the end of the workout versus at the beginning. Your body's only burning sugar at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So throwing in like maybe five, 10 minutes of a booty workout and then five, 10 minutes of Zumba, like, or whatever uh, cardio you love to do, you know, some yeah. spinning, running, walking, whatever it is yeah. that will help you start to lose also the body fat, which that ultimately motivates us when we start to see those inches go away. We're like, oh my God, I want to keep doing this. I, I want to do it longer. That. Yeah. You know, so it's just starting in those little bits Yeah, and it does not have to be an hour for the rest of your life. Oh, my God. That's the great thing. That's the great thing about it. (laughs) (laughs) Once you get to the maintenance phase and then you can kind of, I mean, can you ever, like, slack off? Do you ever slack off? I mean, I don't slack off unless my body tells me, hey, Gia, you need a little break. Yeah. You know? And then it's not really slacking off. I'll literally just go to the gym and do 20 minutes. Okay. But I'm still trying to eat the best that I can. I'm still you know, trying to, trying to still get in my four to five days a week, you know, when I'm feeling good, right. I'll do six days. Yeah. But when I am feeling tired, especially around my period, right before my period, I do cut it down to sometimes even two to three days, you know, but the one thing you never want to do is take a whole week off. Because mm. mm-hmm. that's, that's when you're you, like, you start to get lazy. It, it just, and it just becomes hard again. Yeah. I mean, it just, why are you going to go through the like yeah. lifting of like, oh, it's just so yep. hard after that? Yeah. Even if you throw in one workout that week. Yeah. But do one. Yeah. Even if it's 10 minutes, uh-huh. you know, every single minute counts. And I yeah. think a lot of us have been programmed to think, It has to be a whole hour. And it's like, no, you could do 10 minutes. Do 10 minutes. You can give your body the love that it deserves Mm -hmm. for 10 (laughs) minutes. And it goes back to the self-love journey. How much do you really love yourself? Yeah. I feel like that one week is the magic number for so many people that I've spoken to as well for it to be like, that's when it gets hard, girl, to go back. Yeah. Yeah. It gets really hard. Yeah. And then let alone that week turns into two weeks and then it turns into months. And it gets harder and harder. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. What is the one fitness trend you want to just disappear? Like you wish it would disappear. Just that trend of like the 30 day booty, you know, the booty challenge. I mean, I just think, first of all, it's just not, it just doesn't do anything to build your muscle. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you just get tired of doing squats. It's bad for your knees. It's yeah. bad for your back. You yeah. know, so I, th- I think that challenge personally, me, myself, I think it needs to go. But, yeah. you know, yeah. it got really popular on social media, which again goes back to the dangers of social media fitness. Right, <laughs> right. And I mean, it's not based on science. And I think that no. that's so <laughs> important that whatever you're doing, especially when it comes to health, is based upon factual evidence. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. 
So before we wrap the show, we do a mm-hmm. segment every week. It's called Weekly Weakness, and it's all about your favorite thing of the moment. It could be anything like a product, a show, a place. It could even be your favorite booty workout of the moment. What is yours? Gosh, well, my favorite product right now that I've been using are like the Celsius and Aspire drinks. They're basically oh. like a green tea, like energy booster. Mm-hmm. I've just been obsessed with those. I've been drinking those a lot just since during <laughs> quarantine because we're more we're more sedentary. Yeah, my body does get you know it struggles a little bit to get going before yeah. a workout, and a I just lethargic. love the like. Yeah, I don't. I don't like doing a lot of pre, you know, pre those pre workouts. I, you know, I've yeah. tried them and they make me feel like I'm on crack. I don't yeah. like it. It's crazy. But the Celsius, yeah, the Celsius and Aspire drinks, which they're the same, basically the same product but different brands. Mm-hmm. Um, they just give me just enough energy. So I really, really love that product. And the show that I was obsessed with during quarantine has been <laughs> Love Is Blind and Tiger King. Oh my <laughs> god. Like, Everybody shows talks that the about love that. is blind. I started seeing the first episode. I was, how do you love someone without seeing them? This is dumb. But then, as you see the show go on, you see the the drama, and then you see the the fact that all of us are just so, you know, shallow. A lot yeah. of us are just really shallow. It's like yeah. you fell in love with this person, and now you see them, and they're short and chubby, and you're like, eh, maybe I don't like you after yeah. all. Like, oh, that's just awful. <laughs> but I love the concept of like loving somebody you know just unconditionally uh-huh. yeah you know i've learned to love i've learned to love unconditionally and it's amazing to love somebody that's imperfect and that your soul connects with mm-hmm. like that's like the most beautiful connection ever and yeah. i saw that on this show but then some of them because some of the people were just too shallow they just couldn't see past the the outer shell of us and yeah. really 99 percent of us are the soul you know one percent of us is the physical part and the physical part fades you know we all get old (laughs) you know so if you love to just be around somebody like i just think that that's the most beautiful thing so yeah that's been my my favorite stuff of the moment (laughs) oh my god i need to start watching love is blind because everybody was talking about it for a while and i just never i'm not big on like reality dating shows me neither yeah i would never have watched it unless it was quarantine (laughs) yeah okay but but since we're on the same page and you like it i might have to give it a shot (laughs) yeah just give it a shot it's really interesting like i said it's it's something to make your mind think like wow where are we in this universe right now (laughs) yeah you're right yeah and the drama and the drama is kind of funny it's juicy some of the like the yeah i mean i see why people i i've never been into the like you know the bachelor and all those cheesy love right, shows right, right. but this one i mean the drama is just hilarious oh, i mean God. you know people do dumb shit when they're yeah. drunk and there's a lot of that in that so it's just hilarious <laughs> and I, i'm just like i feel bad for them when they have to look at themselves after like i would hate to be oh. that person that sees myself after and be like oh yeah. my god that's what i did like right. i never want to drink again right you know you don't even remember and it's like on netflix no. for the whole world oh God. exactly and i mean i've done my fair stuff of drinking dumb shit I don't yeah, drink anymore. Too. That's why I gave that up because it's just like not worth it. And I like to be clear minded. I love that, you know, that helps me just make better decisions with my mm-hmm. business. And and my business is, you know, what what matters to me the most and not yeah. just my business, but like, you know, my relationships. And, right. You know, being sober is just probably the best gift yeah. that I can give myself, yeah. you know, and that goes back to how much do I really love myself? Yeah. You know, tell our listeners where they can find you. 
Yes. So they can find me, uh, bodybygia.com links all of my social medias of Body by Gia mm-hmm. is Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok now for as long as it oh. lasts. <laughs> because before the ban. TikTok, I know before it's banned, <laughs> but yeah, all my socials are under Body by Gia. Amazing. Thank you so much, Gia, for coming on the show today. Thank you so much for connecting me. It was a great conversation. It, it's always inspiring to, to have these conversations and, and hopefully somebody that listens to this will be inspired on their journey. <laughs> so many listeners will be inspired by your journey and everything that, you know, you stand for, which is fitness, but it's so much more than that. Oh, thank you, Nicole. Yeah, <laughs> thank you so much, girl, for coming on. It was such a pleasure talking to you. You're welcome. Have a great day. <laughs> Have a wonderful day. Bye. Bye. I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation with Gina Fay, aka Body by Gia. If you guys enjoyed this episode and find it helpful or entertaining or useful, go ahead and give me five stars on iTunes. If you guys give me five stars, please make sure you leave a question that you want me to answer on the show. And then we'll do kind of like a Q&A segment where I answer your questions. I got that idea actually from Ben Baller's podcast, and I thought it was a super cool idea. So shout out to Ben Baller. I'm not some innovative marketing genius or anything like that, but yeah. If you guys leave me a five-star review, you'll you'll get to ask me any uncomfortable question you want. <laughs> no matter how uncomfortable it makes me, I will answer. And also, it really helps me out in getting my podcast out there to other wonderful listeners such as yourself. So thank you so much for tuning in this week, guys. I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend and I will see you guys next Friday. Bye.